I'm Bird Dog Dylan Patterson, and thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Birding the Cowboy Sports Talk. We have a lot of news to cover and new games to introduce for this week, so with that being said, we're going to start out with going over some of last week's South Carolina high school football games. First up, we had Southside at Palmetto. Both teams entered this contest 3-0 and were battling for the number one spot in 3A Region 2. But Palmetto won this game by a score of 43-30 over the Southside Tigers. Palmetto's number one receiver, Jalel Dean, tore up this Southside defense in the first half, getting two touchdowns. At the half, Palmetto was leading by a score of 35-20. But on Southside's first possession in the second half, they scored on a passing touchdown and made the score 35-30. But Palmetto would go on to hold Southside scoreless in the fourth quarter, which really sealed this game and gave Palmetto the win and a perfect 4-0 start. So, Jalen, you picked Berkeley and Stratford game last week. How did that one turn out? Yeah, Birdie. Both teams showed up to play last week. Though Berkeley pulled it out in the end, we watched quarterback Trey Miner for Berkeley put on an absolute clinic, proving too much for this night's D. It showed to be everything we predicted and more as Berkeley secured four straight. I have one more thing to say to you, Birdie, after the amount of games you got wrong last week. You don't know nothing. Well, we'll see how this week turns out, because hopefully next week I'll be saying that to We'll you, see, we'll see. Because we have a lot of very important games and very controversial games to pick this yes, week. Yes, sir. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the scores and recaps from last week's college football games. First up, our game of the week last week, Georgia at Alabama. Bama coach Nick Saban did end up coaching this game due to him testing negative three times for COVID-19. He was indeed on the sideline, and in the end, it definitely helped Alabama Crimson Tide pull away from the Georgia Bulldogs with Bama winning 41-24. The first half was competitive, and Georgia even had the lead going into halftime 24-20, but Coach Saban and the Tide made key adjustments at halftime and held Georgia scoreless in the second half. You don't see that much from a I mean, a, a good SEC team. You don't see them go scoreless for a whole half. But Alabama did earn it. Mac Jones put on a clinic in the passing game, and Devontae Smith had a huge receiving game against the Dogs' defense. These teams will more than likely meet each other in the SEC Championship, and if Georgia loses that game, there's no chance in them making the playoffs. So if Georgia wants to make the playoffs, they have to win out and beat Bama in the title game of the SEC. It's that simple. Uh, What do you think about this game from last week, Jay? Well, it's like this. If you're looking for the normal SEC defensive showdown, this game was not for you. Two Bama wideouts went for over 150. You mentioned Devonta Smith, but you you failed to mention Jalen Waddle, who tore this UGA defense up. I forgot Waddle. We also seen my Heisman favorite, the Joker, Mac Jones, throw for over 400 yards through the air and four TDs. This was the first time we have really seen a UGA defense get bullied. And sadly, that wasn't it for UGA's struggles. They cannot contain Najee Harris, another Heisman finalist on this Alabama team. And what was a pre-game point of emphasis for And they still couldn't do nothing. No, couldn't do nothing. Najee abused this Georgia defense on the ground, going for over 150 and a TD. Although UGA came out hot on the ground, going for over 150 yards as well. And the UGA D dominated early. We also observed this this uh, dogs, dogs running back by committee group, led by Kendall Milton, who put on his second straight breakout game. In the end, it still wasn't enough, though, as the Bama D pitched the shutout and wore the turnover belt twice in a dominating second half. Bama rolls. 41-24. A lot of respect for the Crimson Tide and the Joker, Mac Jones. Yeah, I like that nickname. I've never heard I that think, one before. Uh, 
Yeah, that's his nickname. I think he showed this week. Have you seen his statistics? It's crazy. His stats are crazy. I think, uh, I Better think, than Jalen Hurts and Tua's. Yeah, I think this kid might be the Heisman favorite for everybody, not just me. I mean, I think he's better than Trevor statistically-wise this year and the performance he's put up, although nobody's arguing he's a better pro QB than Trevor. All right, so we've gone over Southside and Palmetto, Berkeley, Stratford, and Georgia at Bama. So now let's go over some of the final scores from the games we picked for college football last week. This week featured a lot of close games. What a week for college football. It is only going to get better due to Big Ten returning action this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. So first up, we had UCF at Memphis. Uh, Memphis won this game 50-49 to with a great game. I did get this game correct last week. You didn't get this one right. Uh, UCF missed the field goal, man. That's all I can say. All right, we've seen an Auburn and South Carolina game. We've seen the South Carolina team come out with a purpose defensively and show that solid secondary they put on the field last year in a 30-22 to win. Hey, Birdie, I got this one right. You did get this one right. I had Auburn. I thought Bo Nix was going to do it, but Bo Nix went down the toilet last week. Let yes, me tell you did. what. Uh, Liberty at Syracuse, we both guessed this one right. A big win for a small school like Liberty. Uh, Hugh Freeze is absolutely dominating over there. He is a great coach over there. I think Liberty's going to be ranked here soon. If they keep it up, they're undefeated. First undefeated start, I think. In their history, if not, if, if it's not in the history, it's been a long time since I they've think been undefeated. Hugh Freeze is ready to go ahead and get another Power Five job here yep. soon. But a big win for a small school like Liberty beat an ACC Power Five team in Syracuse. Yes, sir. And one last game I'd like to talk about is the North Carolina and Florida State game last week. North Carolina entered this game as the fifth-ranked team in the country, but Florida State had heard enough of the talk about Carolina and decided to upset the Tar Heels party. Jordan Travis for FSU made his second career start and beat the fifth-ranked team in the country. First-half struggles cost this UNC team the game. Sam Howell heated up a bit too late in a game he definitely wants back. The story of this game was really Mike Norvell, though. He benches and trench starter James Blackman for Jordan Travis and hasn't looked back since. Jordan has since really came into his own and now gives this FSU team confidence, hope, and a top-five ACC win. That was a great performance from Jordan Travis. I'm really, I think Florida State's headed in the right direction. Uh, they definitely can't get any worse than they were, so uh, I Watch for FSU next year. I think next year they'll be a lot more competitive. Uh, Now it's time to introduce some of the high school games scheduled for this week. Uh, I'll go ahead and announce my game of the week. Yes, it is another 3A Region 2 game. But it is a a win or go home situation for both of these teams. My game of the week is Powdersville at Southside. These teams are tied for second place in the region with the exact same record. They have both only lost one game so far this season. And matter of fact, it was to the same team, the Palmetto Mustangs, who have secured their spot in the playoffs. But Powdersville and Southside are playing for the opportunity to make the playoffs and hopefully make some noise in the playoffs later on this season. This should be a great competitive game since both teams have very powerful and explosive offenses. Uh, this should be another high-scoring game, and I can't wait to see how this one turns out. What low country game do you have your eye on, Jay? All right, I'm looking at Fort D, who comes in as 5A Region 8 leader. They, t- they look to avenge a home loss against Somerville two years ago and stay undefeated in a heated rivalry game. Watch for... Fort D's O.J. Washington to add to his already great season with a few highlight reel grabs. Also, I'm looking for Mr. Elusive, Keith Deshore to break the lid off this Somerville secondary. And the third man in this Fort Aerial Assault, Jalen Levine, should bust any zones. But, uh, 
the, the Green Wave has to offer. Somerville comes in, ranks second in region, and looking to continue its dominance in North Charleston. Watch for junior quarterback Colby Shire to lead a stout Somerville rushing attack, while Leroy Simmons should be a huge play-action threat in this game. This Somerville front looks to continue a great defensive season with only one game giving up more than two scores. That's a great defense right there. The Green Wave have. Uh, man, both of these games look like they're going to be amazing this week. But there are going to be some more games that should either be close or will have great individual performances, I, I think. Let's introduce those games. First up, we're going Blue Ridge at Berea. Um, I'm taking Blue Ridge 35-20. I think this Berea defense, Grayson Loftus, he is a great quarterback. Whether you think he's overrated or not, he is still a proven passer. He can get the ball down the field. And Hunter Styles is going to be open down the field. There's nobody on that Berea defense that can stick with number one for Blue Ridge, Hunter Styles. Yeah, I'm taking Blue Ridge, too. 38-28. I just don't think this uh, Berea team has an answer for Grayson Loftus. Look for this kid to keep on his tremendous high school career so far. All right, I'm, I'm taking Fort D in Somerville. I think I'm going to go Fort D, 49-27. Brady, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to go Fort D, 38-27. I think Somerville is a really good football team, but Fort D is a proven football team. And uh, – I think it's going to be a good game, but in the end, 4D is going to pull it out. All right. Goose Creek at Stratford. I'm taking Goose Creek 27-21. What about you, buddy? Uh, I'm going 27-17 Stratford. I think that's because they came off of a tough tough loss to Berkeley last week. I think they'll, uh, even though they lost, I think their heads are held high. And I think they have a lot of uh, momentum, even though they lost. I think that's just going to be something that drives them the rest of the season. Woodland versus Timberland. This is a big game at the sides region champ. Who are you going with, Birdie? I'm going 27-14 Woodland. I don't know much about these teams, but I've heard that Woodland is a really good football team. I'm taking Woodland, 28-14. Look at this Woodland offense who has dominated all season to continue its dominance behind second-year quarterback. But uh, this Timberland team was preseason number one in 2A, while Woodland's number five in 2A right now. I'll take it close, 28-14 Woodland. Uh, next up, we have Lawrence at Greer. This is a big region game. Uh, if Greer loses, they can't make playoffs, so they have to win this game. I'm taking 42-27 Greer. That home field advantage for Greer is very important. And Greer, they've proved this year they are a way better team than last year. Oh, I like this Greer offensive line. Very agile, very quick group. I'm taking uh, Greer over Lawrence, 41-27. Loris at Anor. Anor is a powerhouse 3A school. It, it's either going to be Chapman, Dillon, or Anor in the state championship. As They're going to win the state championship, one of those three teams. Uh, I'm taking A&R 32-14. I like A&R a lot. They barely lost to Dillon. I just don't see Loris having anything athletically or coaching staff-wise to hang with A&R. I'm taking A&R 38-10. Then we got Spartan High at Dorman. I'm taking uh, Dorman 49-38. I'm going Dorman 56-35 in this heated rivalry game. Uh, I think Spartanburg's they're, – they're only going to get better this year, but they're not going to make playoffs. Their region is just too hard. But Spartanburg has some athletes, so they'll be able to put up 35 on this Dorman D. But Dorman's just going to trade out Spartan 56-35. And for today's last segment, we'll be introducing some of the big college football games for this weekend. The headliner for this week is that the Big Ten returns to action. This should be an exciting week of college football. Let's dive into this action. First game I'm going to go over in the Big Ten is going to be Michigan at Minnesota. I really like this Minnesota team. I know they lost a lot of players last year. But P.J. Fleck is a great coach. What else can we say? He's got those guys motivated. Row the boat, baby. 32-28 Minnesota. I'm rowing the boat, too, behind Tanner Morgan. 
and he's got a solid receiver coming back. I'm taking Minnesota 35-31. Iowa State at OK State. I'm taking OK State 45-38 in this offensive showdown. I'm going to go 48-38 Oklahoma State as well. I think whoever wins this game will definitely win the Big Ten this year because they'll have so much momentum. But I'm just going to go Oklahoma State 48-38. I think they're just going to get out coached a little bit. Next up, we have Bama at Tennessee. Bama comes off that big win versus the third-ranked Bulldogs. Uh, this is a rivalry game, but I just think this year it's not going to be much of anything considering how Tennessee played against Kentucky. So I'm going to go Bama 56-27. I like this rivalry game. Bama's going row on, going right on, right on into Rocky Top and take down 10, 59-31. All right, we got South Carolina at LSU. In the Death Valley. I'm taking South Carolina 38-34. First team this season to hold LSU under 40. I'm going to go Carolina 27-14. I think they're really going to shut down this LSU. Miles Brennan is not the answer for the LSU. I love the kid, but he's not the answer. I think Ed O's got to – he's got to find a quarterback. And I think Carolina's got so much momentum, and their defense is playing great. If they can hold Auburn to as few points as they did, which was 22, they can definitely hold LSU to 14. Uh, next up, we have Nebraska at Ohio State. Ohio State's opening up the season as ranked number six, and Nebraska's, uh, they're unranked. So I'm just going to take 48-24 Ohio State. Justin Fields looks to have a dandy of a game. Yeah, I'm taking Ohio State 41-17. Look for Justin Fields just to go out and dominate behind this Ohio State D. Next up, we got Georgia Southern at Coastal Carolina. This is their first time being ranked, Birdie. This is their first time being ranked. I'm taking Coastal 35-20. Uh, I saw that Georgia Southern put up a good game on Louisiana, and Coastal and Louisiana was a great game as well. So I'm going to go 35-28 Coastal. I really like their quarterback, and they got good home field advantage as well. Next up, this is my upset game of the week. Notre Dame at Pittsburgh. Notre Dame comes in ranked number three, but a shaky performance against the Louisville Cardinals. So I'm going 24-21 Pitt. May even be a scenario quite like the Clemson game when they beat Clemson. Uh, I'm going with a game-winning field goal, 24-21 Pitt. See, I like Pitt a lot. I think this Notre Dame team's overrated. I do, uh, but I just can't pick them. I just can't pick Pitt, Pitt to beat them. I'm taking, I'm taking Dame, 28-10. Next up, we got my upset game of the week, Cincinnati at SMU. Watch out for Shane Bouchelet and the Stags, 38-35, SMU. I like SMU a lot. They are a very motivated group, but I'm going 38-31 Cincinnati. I just can't see it. And that's where we'll end this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdie and the Cowboy Sports Talk. Be sure to tune in next week to hear our recaps of these games along with a few stat lines. Also, our podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts as well. Feel free to share any of our episodes. We would really appreciate that. We will see you all next week with another episode.